Imagine yourself for a second living in your power, operating at your full potential day in and day out, mentally sharp and clear-headed with no energy dips throughout the day, feeling strong and resilient in your body, able to do all of the activities that bring you joy without pain or injury. You're fueled by a level of motivation and commitment to multiply your income and impact alongside the energy to execute on the daily habits that will get you there. All of this and more can be yours. Your, he- your health and your energy is the greatest force multiplier in your life. It's what determines the success of your business, your relationships, your spiritual connection. They're all a direct reflection of your health and alignment. On April 16th, 2020, a brotherhood of elite men will gather to learn and apply cutting edge strategies to unlock elite cognitive performance, restore balance in body and mind, and connect with a tribe of powerful, like-minded men on this same path. The question I have for you is, will you be one of them? Learn more and apply at ultimatebiohackingexperience.com. That's U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E-B-I-O-H-A-C-K-I-N-G-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Spots are limited. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. What's up, biohackers? In this episode of the Biohacking Secret Show, we're going to talk about ways to outsmart aging, specifically how to lengthen your telomeres and lower your cellular age. Steve Matlin is the CEO of LifeLength, an industry-leading biotech company working to improve people's health worldwide. He's led the company since inception and assisted in establishing the company as a world leader in telomere measurements and diagnostics. The telomeres are these little caps on the end of your DNA that get a little bit shorter each time your DNA replicate. Therefore, they're a good benchmark for how old you are at the biological level, not just your chronological age or how many years you've been on this planet. Matlin obtained his MBA at Harvard Business School and his undergraduate degree from Dartmouth. Using an array of unique proprietary technologies, LifeLength addresses people's aging process through telomere and telomerase measurements and diagnostics. Telomerase is an enzyme that has been shown to improve telomere length and health. Their technologies provide a detailed look at one's cellular health and biological age, positioning life length telomere analysis technology, or TAT, as a key tool in personalized and preventative medical programs. We use it with just about all of our coaching clients in the Optimized CEO program and the Optimized Athlete program. Those of you guys that are interested in learning more about LifeLength's telomere test, you can go to lifelength.com forward slash F-O-R dash individuals. We've got a discount code biohacks to help you save 15%. Some of the reasons that we love using this telomere test is because you can see in black and white and scientifically validate that the lifestyle interventions, biohacks, supplements, etc., that you are using are actually making you younger at the cellular level. In the episode, we dive into specific supplements that have been shown to increase telomere length, some of the key reasons why we age, biohacks and lifestyle interventions to lower your biological age and help you feel more vibrant and cognitively healthy. 
what you must measure to get an accurate picture of cellular aging and why a lot of the companies in the industry that are just giving you the average length of your telomeres are really providing data that is not only inaccurate, but is not going to help you confirm that what you're doing is working. We go over some other cool tests for assessing mitochondrial efficiency and, and how healthy you are at the energy production level, and some other fun tools for taking your health and performance in body and mind to the next level. Speaking of taking your health and performance in body and mind to the next level, April 2020, we have the ultimate biohacking experience. If you are ready to unlock elite cognitive performance, find balance in body and mind, take your income and impact to their maximum potential, then you need to be there in South Florida with myself, our biohacking secrets team, and a tribe of brothers who are are on this biohacking journey to really stepping into their full potential and living their living life on their terms. So if you're looking for a tribe to do life with and make some of these changes in body, mind, and spirit, you can learn more about that at the Ultimate Biohacking Experience at, well, there's no the there. It's just ultimatebiohackingexperience.com, U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E-B-I-O-H-A-C-K-I-N-G-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Steve Matlin. Steve Matlin, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about aging with you, not just how do we slow the, the biological aging process, but what, what interventions have you seen to be effective and, and what are some of the tools for actually tracking and monitoring our biological age? So you guys have really honed in on the telomere space and That's right. yep. created a test for measuring the length of, of people's telomeres and then giving them a comparison, like not just where are you chronologically, not how many years have you been on the planet, but what is your biological age? How old are your cells and how well is everything? Function. That's right. That's right. How, how did you get started down this journey? Uh, I got started down this journey partly because of my own interest in in health and aging healthily, and also because I was working with a bunch of people um, with a foundation that was supporting getting good science from the lab into commercial application. And this company, LifeLink, actually was a spinoff of the Spanish National Cancer Research Center, which is like the NIH here in Spain where we're headquartered. Okay, beautiful. And to give people a little bit of a broad stroke idea of why we age before we hone in on the telomeres and, and, and that aspect of it, um, what are some of the key drivers of aging? And uh, just to make a little bit more sense for some of the processes that are happening every day inside of, inside of our bodies. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, one of the common analogies for aging is just like that of a that of a car, right? As you use a car over time, parts start to wear down. This can be inside your cells, like your mitochondria or uh, your stem cells, your ability, your body's ability to reproduce and keep in perfect condition. The complex machinery, which is a living being, begins to fray over usage, and so you have to do. Have to do everything we can to maintain ourselves in the best possible shape. You can't, it's not so easy yet. We haven't gotten to the point where we can just swap out parts like you do for a car. Mm -hmm. And telomeres are a output of cellular reproduction. So the human body is comprised of trillions of cells. 
And we start out as sperm in an egg cell, it creates an embryo, that embryo reproduces hundreds of thousands of time, and it goes from a germline to embryonic cells, to stem cells, to differentiated tissue, which is often called somatic tissue. So you have a couple different hundred types of cells in your body. Cells that are in your skin are not the same skills that comprise your retina or that comprise the neurons of your brain. Those are the final end product that have come from those two germinal cells. And every time those cells divide, You've got to make, you want to make a perfect copy of the DNA that's inside those cells. And we're talking about over 3 billion base pair of ADNA that has to be perfectly copied in these 23 strands of uh, chromosomes that we have inside each of the nuclei of our cells. And the telomeres are these end caps on the ends of the cells that are designed to ensure that the mechanism of duplication is perfect. And what they do is they're like the little plastic caps at the end of shoelaces that keep the shoelaces from, from unraveling. And every time the cells divide, these little shoelaces get whittled down a little bit. And at some point, they get so short that they send out a message to the cell saying, hey, you can't keep making copies of me anymore because I'm not certain I can create another perfect copy. And that can give rise to a couple of outcomes. One is those cells become senescent. Those cells are unable to continue dividing. And that is one of the main reasons that we age. This is one of the primary theories of aging is the cells have divided so many times, and it depends on the type of cells, we can talk more about that, that they get to a senescent point, and then they become what's also called apoptotic. That is, they're just they're dead cells. You want to clear those cells out if you can. There's a lot of different techniques that people use to try to do that, like intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and things like this are designed to clear out these, these useless cells. And the Quercetin other thing about- and some uh, yep. T theoflavins, I've, yep. I've been taking those on a weekly basis at a pretty high dose. Yep. There's, there's a lot of different supplements out there that are designed to, to, to deal with senescent cells and also to deal with oxidative stress and mitochondrial function, which are other key components to the aging process. So the other thing that can happen when the, the, the telomeres get really short is they do continue to try to divide and you get a mechanism, you get a copy, you get a mistake in the copying process and that can give rise to mutation and that often takes the form of cancer. So telomeres are a really important um, yin and yang component of our cellular biology. On the one hand, we want to keep them long to keep our cells healthy and allow us to continue to divide. And on the other hand, when they get critically short, we want them to perform this function. It's better that it becomes senescent than they get, then you develop cancer. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the very complex biology that's now been studied. Telomere biology goes back now almost 82 years since they began researching this field in 1938. There have been over 25,000 clinically reviewed publications around the role of telomere biology in human aging. So if I'm hearing you correctly, these, these telomeres are like end caps on our DNA. And each time we need to make new cells, we take off the end caps, we replicate the DNA. And assuming everything is working as it's supposed to, um, the, the telomeres do not shorten at an accelerated rate. But if we have oxidative stress, if there are environmental toxins, even emotional stress in, in our lifestyle, probably I would imagine deficiencies and infections can speed up this, this replication process and shorten telomeres and uh, therefore you know that benchmark of our biological age faster than they're supposed to. You, you um, got it. You got what, it, Anthony. I mean, poor diet, obesity, sedentary lifestyle, okay. smoking, abusing drugs or alcohol, all those things. All the fun stuff's off the table, all, huh? <laughs> you know, you, you, you're going to every every human being is going to have a, a basal level of telomere attrition. 
meaning your cells are going to divide. There's a certain lifespan, for example, red and white blood cells, like every two weeks, you're going to basically renew all the blood in your body. All those white and red and blood cells are going to be reproduced by the bone marrow in a healthy person. You're going to turn those over. Whereas your brain cells may not divide at all, or it may take decades to, to, to divide. And then all of their cells, like our skin cells, are all in between. They all have different lifespans. But eventually, these cells, these cells are replicating. And a really, a really good analogy to understand how important uh, telomeres are and the role they play is just to think about a really simple example, which is you fall and, and, and skin your knee. You cut your skateboarding, you fall down, you kid. Imagine you're a 10-year-old kid. And you fall down, you scrape your knee. It's like in three days, it's like it never happened. It's like, bang. The skin is just pink the next day. Two, three days later, it's, it's all going. Because you've got these great cells that have a huge proliferative capacity, really long telomeres, and all the stem cells are working. So everything floods to the side and says, hey, we've got to fix this damage. We've got to do it really quickly. Then you move forward a few decades to your 40, 50, whatever, middle age, and you have that same accident. And sure enough, you heal. But maybe you don't heal in three days. Maybe it takes a week now. Maybe it takes a little longer. And that's because you have less, the skin cells that have to reproduce, there's a less percentage of the cells that have the telomeres long enough to keep dividing. And then we go forward to somebody who now is, you know, 80, 90, 100. Why do people in hospitals get bed sores and get ulcers and, 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 and get infections and die in the hospital just from lying in the bed? It's because the skin breaks down or they get an infection or a wound and they have no cells left that can reproduce to heal that wound because they've depleted their telomeres. So protecting your telomeres is really, is a really important component to healthy aging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to get into why it's important to measure telomeres in, in just a second. You discussed a little bit of, of the role that they play in aging, but uh, just a bit of background, like this is, we've been using your test with uh, some of our optimized CEO coaching clients and some of the athletes that we work with to get an idea of where their biological age is at so that we can then prove, you know, scientifically and, and in the data that the interventions and the, the personalized protocol and uh, supplements and everything that we're, that we're giving them are working. In, in your words, why is it important to measure telomeres and, are, are, you know, anything that any part of the role that they play in aging that you haven't mentioned that's worth mentioning? Well, I think what you've said is really, is really important. The idea is that we're gonna, you're going to track something longitudinally over time. So if you want to look at anything, whether it's in sports or in any field of, of endeavor, you got to monitor the process. So in the case of telomeres, by getting a, a baseline, what you then now have is how have I aged up to this point in time? Whatever my lifestyle may or may not have been, whether it's been good or bad, what my genetics may have been, my environment, I'm going to capture that at this kind of baseline reading. And then as you say, if you've got a, a lifestyle program in place of optimizing health, of exercise, of supplements, you're going to hopefully track that and look at the efficacy of that program and how is it working for that individual in which, which our test will play a role as it will reflect on whether their aging process is matching their chronological aging process, whether their biological aging processing is slower or faster. Just like you're going to look at a lot of other classical biomarkers like cholesterol or percent of body fat or VO2. All these things are all other measures of health and performance that need to be tracked over time. So this is where we think that this can play a really important role because it's looking at it at a cellular level and then extrapolating it out, if you will, to the whole organism of the person. 
What's up guys, Anthony DiClemente here and this message is brought to you by Buy Optimizers. So a few years ago, I was in a frustrating situation after just about every meal, I would experience gas, bloating, stomach distension, constipation, even diarrhea. And this three month gut reset protocol completely changed the game. I'd tried a ton of things, nothing had really worked that well until I did this. So what I did was I combined masszymes by optimizers enzyme formulation that helps to break down protein and increase your own immune system's effectiveness with their probiotic at a specific dosage of 10 capsules of masszymes with five capsules of the P3OM probiotic taken in the morning on an empty stomach and then at night on an empty stomach. And right away, I started seeing some positive improvements. Then I added another six capsules of the masszymes and three capsules of the P3OM probiotic before each meal. And a few months of that, specifically three months, nine bottles worth, my gut was almost completely fixed. Throwing a little bit of gasoline on the fire, I made sure to fast for 14 to 16 hours between dinner and my first meal the next day to increase autophagy, upregulate the immune system, and help clear out some of the other viruses, bacteria, even parasites that can inhabit our, our gut. And that made a massive difference for me. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it will probably make a massive difference for you. So if you guys wanna check out that gut reset protocol, it requires nine bottles of the masszymes, nine bottles of the P3OM, and you can get it at buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. We've got all the discount codes already applied and put together a nice, a, a nice way for you guys to save on the package when you go there. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M, I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. And you'll see the three-month gut reset protocol that includes nine bottles of masszymes and nine bottles of P3OM. Take it as recommended and you will see a huge improvement in your gut health. Check it out. From the research that you guys are seeing, what percentage of the tests that you analyze would, would you say the individual is at or below their chronological age? Their, where their biological age is at or below their younger than their chronological age? Uh, well, it depends, on the, it depends on the age bracket. So okay. if we think about a group of people, let's say we take a group of like 20 to 25-year-old people, by and large the preponderance of their biological and chronological age is going to be very similar generally because they haven't lived long enough for their bad habits, potential bad habits, let's say, <laughs> mm -hmm. to have compromised their optimal aging process. And so if they've got good genes and they've been relatively healthy, just like this in the same way that if you look at 20 to 25, 25 year old people, by and large, they're going to be healthy as a group, mm -hmm. right? You can always have somebody who's got an issue, but statistically, you're not going to find many people in that age bracket that have high blood pressure or who have diabetes type two or who have heart disease. It's, it's too early. Then as you move forward, those same people to 40 and 50, you start getting this divergence, right? If you think about a line where everybody be on the same line, if they were all perfectly matched biologically, chronologically, you start getting divergence. And then you start people seeing people who've taken care of themselves, who maybe they also had good genes. So that's also a factor. And you start seeing people who have biological ages lower than their chronological age. And of course, the more time goes by, the more the bigger the gap can become, right? You can't have too much of a gap between your biological and chronological age if you're only 22. Mm -hmm. But if you're 52, there you can start seeing people who might be a decade older or younger than what their 
their birth date says on their driver's license. And as a general rule, unfortunately, <laughs> most people uh, don't fall uh, below. That is, more, more people who have biological ages that are above their chronological age. And that kind of makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. how many of us really have lived optimal lifestyles basically from birth all the way through, say, the first five, you know, four, five, six decades of our lives? Uh, it's often the case that most people, you know, kind of wake up to the importance of their health, maybe when some when a friend gets sick or they suddenly realize, you know what, I can't even put on those clothes that I was wearing five years ago. And then they get to a point where maybe in their professional life and their business life, they've been very successful, but it's been to the detriment of their body and to their energy levels and to maybe their sex life and other aspects of health. And they go, this is not what I want for myself. And they start watching your program and your podcast and they're going, God, I want to look like, <laughs> like you, <laughs> what, do, what do I have to do to get into that kind of shape? And then they start trying to undo those things. But like anything, you can't wholly undo 10 or 20 years of poor lifestyle. So if you've been drinking and smoking and partying from your twenties, from the time you got through college to, you know, you got married and then you settled down and had kids and then you didn't do an exercise because you were working 60 hours a week. And then you finally wake up one day and you go, God, I'm just a disaster. You can get a lot of it back, but you can't necessarily undo all the damage that may have occurred during that period. Makes sense. And you've mentioned a few lifestyle factors that can have an impact on how quickly your telomeres shorten and you know your, your corresponding biological age. You've mentioned obesity, exercise, diet, uh, stress. What, what are some of the things, whether it's um, something that people would could stop doing that would have a positive impact on their telomeres or things that they could start doing that may come as a surprise that, that we've seen at least a correlation with, um, with, with telomere length. What are some of the recommendations that have had the biggest positive impact for folks? Yeah, I mean, the biggest positive things probably won't be a surprise in the sense that they're the things that we all know we ought to be doing, right? Eating... Mm -hmm a really healthy diet, being really disciplined, keeping our, uh, you know, our body fat well in check, being, you know, lean, leaner is better. Mm -hmm. It's not really, you know, body mass index because there's a lot of guys and a lot of people who can be muscular and have a high BMI, but not have a lot of body fat, mm -hmm. not abusing all the things that we know we shouldn't abuse. Alcohol, um, drugs, cigarettes. Alcohol, drugs. I would say, you know, I think cigarettes of all the, like, a, apart from like really hard drugs, uh, cigarettes are probably the legal vice that's probably the most harmful, right? Mm. I think alcohol in moderation, there's been a lot of work that's been done on wine and beer, you know, I'm not saying that you need to drink a couple bottles a day, but I think alcohol consumption in moderation is not is not necessarily going to be harmful and actually may have some benefits, just like moderate levels of caffeine consumption have been shown to also be beneficial. Um, but where I don't think there's much evidence at all, if any, is that smoking can be beneficial for you. I don't think there's any study out there that says smoking can help you. Mm -hmm. So I think smoking is one of the things that if, you know, by the time we're in 2020, if people haven't gotten the message, that's definitely one thing you don't want to be doing. I think one of the things that maybe people, maybe not necessarily surprising, but it's really difficult to measure and monitor is our ability to, to manage and tolerate stress. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you can, you can know if you have a poor diet, you know, you, you might lie to your doctor, you might <laughs> lie to your friends, and then you go to McDonald's and you have a cheat meal or whatever, but you know what you do, but, but you don't necessarily really know what level of stress, emotional, psychological stress you're undergoing and how you're managing that. And so I think it's really, it is increasingly evident that people who are subjected to severe and sustained stress, which is different than performance-related stress. Like an athlete before a race, he's tense or she's mm -hmm. tense because they're going to perform whatever they're going to be doing. And that motivates them, hopefully. And that's a positive thing. Of course, there are people who can't deal with that stress and they don't perform well. But by and large, those are good things. But sustained stress, like working in a job you hate, having a boss who's just a real impossible person to deal with, or being in a, an environment which, you know, which is toxic, or having a sick child, but not a, I'm not referring to a child who's got a cold and misses school for a couple of days, but a child with a chronic illness, mm -hmm. those things, that kind of sustained stress is really deleterious to your health. Mm -hmm. And so for people who have those kinds of environments, it's critical to the, to the extent that you can to try to compartmentalize that stress and break away from it and have some time where you meditate, you do yoga, you go for a walk with a dog in the park, you read a book and you just try to put that stuff out of your mind because mm -hmm. you got it. It's like, you know, it's like sleep. Your body has to have it. You can't be all the time wound up around this issue because ultimately that can really lead to bad health outcomes. And really there's no, there's no real good way to measure that. I, I completely agree. And most of us have found that unless you have time carved out consistently, preferably daily for a meditative practice or hypnotherapy or hypnosis or even breath work, some, some way for you to slow down. It could even be doing a bath with some Epsom salt and baking soda at the end of the day. But once you're stressed and once like the circuit's kind of blown, it's really difficult to back, you know, to reel it back in. And, um, yeah, I love that we're now seeing this connection between mindfulness practices and slowing down and, and, and managing your stress on a consistent daily basis, establishing your grid so you're more likely to remain cool, calm, and collected when, you know, the ish hits the fan. Um, it's also translating to longevity and seeing changes at the, at the cellular level. That's fantastic. There's, there, there have been studies, and this is an extreme group, unfortunately, but there have been studies with looking at telomeres of mothers that have chronically sick children, children that maybe have a congenital disease of some kind. Or some, and these mothers have significantly uh, larger health problems than matched, say, moms with healthy, you know, normal, healthy kids. And mm -hmm. the telomeres reflect that. And it's understandable because they're living with the daily stress of having to care for a child, knowing that their son or daughter will never be able to have a normal life. Mm -hmm. And as time goes on, it'll be more and more difficult to care for them. And that parent will get older and older. And at some point there's going to be a problem where they're not going to be able to provide care for their child. And dealing with that is very stressful. So I think that extends obviously to any, any situation where you have sustained stress over time and, and, it, and it's kind of unmanageable or you're not able to manage it. So mm -hmm. I think that's really, that's a really critical part of, of aging healthy is the part, the emotional mental part that isn't so easy to quantify. I, I agree. And so part of why I'm excited is because we're going to be doing a draw within 48 hours to find out, you know, my biological age as I go into some interventions, including hyperbaric and, and some other things targeting not just stem cells, but the mitochondria, and then seeing how things improve over time. 
Have you witnessed anyone who has made a very substantial reduction or increase in their telomere length, a reduction in their biological age? And where you asked, what have you been doing? And found some, you know, where they, they, maybe they went and got stem cell treatment or what are some of the things that you found that have created those, those kinds of results? Yeah. So we, we have, we have, we have seen those situations. The, the most common situation is for those people who actually are in the kind of the worst starting point to begin with. Right. So if you take somebody who's really overweight, who has never been in the gym or hasn't been in a gym since they were in high school, who eats poorly, who really doesn't take care of himself or herself in any way. And they have a kind of, you know, come to Jesus moment and they start, I'm going to make a big, big change. And that change is sustained and meaningful over time. And they get in much better shape and they improve their diet dramatically. There we see massive reversals sometimes in their chronological and biological age, because typically those people will be, somebody will be, you know, they'll be chronologically pick a number 40 and their biological age will be 50 or 55. And then one or two years later, they'll be chronologically 42. And suddenly the biological age has come down a decade. And so, I mean, it may not go back to where their biological is younger, but what's happened is it's like, it's like you've, it's like people who have, you know, let's say joint pain in your knees, right? If you're a hundred pounds overweight and you drop all that weight, suddenly your knees stop hurting. It's like, Hey, your body's saying, thank you. You know, I was telling you that you were putting too much pressure on me and now you've taken off all that stress. And it's the same thing at the cellular level. So your cells are essentially saying, thank you. You've taken away all these, all this, all these burdens, all this stress that you're putting on, on the body and you get an expansion or a recovery of telomeres. Now for people who are already really fit, and really taking care of themselves, it's like performance athletes. If you can, if you run, you know, if you've, if you've never run a mile and you finally get to running a 10 minute mile, and then you're able to run a nine minute mile and an eight minute mile, you'll pr- quickly realize that, that getting to that seven minute mile, that's a big deal. But if you're a performance, if you're an athlete and you run a four fifteen mile and you want to break a four minute mile, that is very hard to do. Because you're getting to the limits of human performance. So people who are very healthy and really take care of themselves are probably going to be getting pretty optimal results from the beginning. Um, they can still get bad results, though, because they can have genes. They may have inherited genes that aren't great. You can't determine your genes. So maybe you've had you know, a family history of people have family histories of heart disease or cancer or diabetes or high blood pressure. There's a genetic basis to that. So you can't alter that. Um, but generally people who are really taking good care of themselves are going to get a pretty good result, a pretty good reading of where they are from the beginning. And if they can take further measures, they can hopefully optimize it. But if you're already running a 420 mile, it's not like you're going to take another minute off your time. That makes a lot of sense. Now, this may be me just nerding out here, but when I think about things that could have a positive impact on telomeres, mitochondria, stem cells, I, I, I mentioned hyperbaric. I'm thinking ozone. Uh, yeah. Now you're that, talking about some cutting edge stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's why. That, that, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, exercise with oxygen. You know, adaptive adaptive contrast training. Some of these things. Um, 
is, is there anything in that category? Of course, getting getting uh, mesenchymal stem cells, or or you know, there's even a study showing that certain types of breath work can increase uh, mesenchymal stem cell activity by like 15x, right? Are, are there any things like that that are on your radar where you're kind of even if it's just conceptually, you're like, man, I would really love to see some before and afters with people doing some of these interventions in between. So I, I think I think I think stem cells is probably the number one in the list. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a ton of interest, work, money, clinically, research-wise, globally on how do we use stem cells to basically rejuvenate our our organism, whether it's taking our own stem cells from fat tissue or or uh, bone marrow and expanding them and and mm-hmm. doing it in a hyperbaric environment and then reinjecting them, or it's taking stem cells from from other sources. There's a ton of work in this field, and I think this is a probably one of the areas where we we as a company are doing a lot of work for clients, where we're doing studies for people who are working in this field because there's a lot of different types of stem cells. There's wart and jelly. There's mesenchymal. There's many different kinds. There's different ways to grow and expand the stem cells, and then there's different ways to give the treatments. You can use intravenous as an injection to a specific. You know, you've got a bad elbow. Can we reinject stem cells into the elbow and hope that will somehow create new somatic cells that will proliferate and repair damage to the cartilage? There's a lot of work that's going to be going on in the next years in this field. I think if you can afford, if you're in a position where you do a lot of the basic stuff right. So like, you know, kind of deck chairs in the Titanic here. You know, if you've got a horrendous diet and you don't do any of these things, taking a bunch of supplements is not going to fix it, right? You've got to get the basic stuff together. But if you've done those things and you have the energy and the interest and the financial capacity to go out and find reputable companies that are working in such fields as stem cells, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would have to imagine that that stem cells, exosomes, even even potentially NAD could have a positive impact on this, and maybe maybe we'll get to test some of those things together. Um, how often do you feel like we should measure our telomeres? Yeah, we get we get asked that question frequently. So, you know, a commercial answer might be, oh yeah, do it, you know, three times a year or something. But the real answer is once a year or maybe once every two years. And, and there's a simple biological reason for this, which is telomeres are not like your fasting glucose or your cholesterol or your blood pressure, where you could measure them five times a day and you get a different value every time. Or you can take, you know, you've got really high cholesterol and you undergo a really strict diet for a month, you'll see a giant change in your HDL, LDL numbers, your body's gonna respond to that. Telomeres are not gonna respond that quickly. It's, it's a process, of, it's, it's reflecting the aging process. If we think about that children, babies are born on average with around 15 or so kilobases, 15,000 base pairs of telomere length. And some of the oldest people who've ever lived, you know, 110, 120, have been measured, have their telomeres measured down at, you know, three, four, five kilobases. You're basically losing around 10,000 kilobases of base pairs over, say, 100 years. So to pretend that you could differentiate, meaningfully differentiate results in a period of a few months of a process that takes decades to, to play out isn't really very realistic. And we have the best technology by far in the world for this. And our view is once a year makes sense. And if you didn't feel comfortable with that, you could do it once every other year. Ideally, once a year would be the right rhythm because then you're going to see 
that starting point and then your how you're evolving over time on that line of I've advanced a year chronologically, how have I advanced biologically? And how, you know, you can look at a lot of other performance metrics to see the efficacy of your lifestyle program. And then you add this additional data point in. Sure. And are there other tests that you've found track pretty closely with your, with your tests? We're going to get into some of the technology and what differentiates you from some of the other guys in the telomere space. But, um, if you know, is, is there another test like the Horvath clock from, from my DNA age or something where you're like, just to confirm, it's good to periodically also get this and see how, where there's overlap or consistency between the results. Well, I mean, it's a former, a former, former competitive track and field athlete. I think VO2 max is actually okay. a really, really good test to perform. If you want to check somebody's aerobic capacity and the ability of their heart and muscle function, a VO2 test is a, and it's not a, you know, it's not a biological test. It's a exercise, it's a physiological test, but that is a very good test to do. And, and it's a pretty good benchmark for mitochondrial health. And, it is, and, you know, converting food and oxygen exactly. and sunlight into, into energy in a exactly. kind of acutely stressful environment. Exactly. All right. Fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit because there was, I'm not going to name any names, but a, a, there's another company in, uh, in, in the space and they had offered, um, they'd offer us some, some free tests sure. and I did. Um, and then a number of clients and people in our community had also done them on their own and they found some there were some interesting results, namely some people would have, they'd take two tests within a very short duration of time and get very different results, which is like from our conversation, uh, it's sounding like that shouldn't be happening. So maybe you can give some of like, what, what's the difference between what you guys are doing and some of these other companies and, and how some of those, what seem to be errors, um, why, why they would be occurring. Yeah. So as you say, without necessarily getting to names, there's basically different technology platforms. So just about anybody else, and there's very few people, very few organizations in the world that do this, that, that offers a test to measure telomeres, is gonna do something called quantitative PCR. We don't have to get into the, the science behind it, but basically what quantitative PCR is gonna do is it's gonna give you the average telomere length in a population of cells, of white blood cells. Um, whereas what we do with our technology, which we call TAT, telomere analysis technology, which is a proprietary technology we, that we've developed over many years, is we measure the telomeres inside the nuclei of the cells individually, thousands and thousands and thousands of telomeres per patient blood sample. And we come up with a histogram, which allows us then to compute not only the average value, but the median value and the percent of short telomeres and many other relevant factors. Why, why does that, when is that, does that even matter? Well, it's, it's a little bit like, uh, because averages can be very deceiving. And then my father used to have an expression that I think is very appropriate, which is you could have your hand in a frying pan, one hand in a frying pan and the other hand in a freezer and you could say on average you're comfortable. So, which obviously would not be neither would be, would be the case. So when you look at average telomere length, it actually doesn't mean anything clinically. Uh, what you want to look at, what drives the senescence in the cells. Remember what we talked about when the cells, telomeres get short, the cells stop dividing, but telomeres shorten 
stochastically, meaning they don't shorten at a uniform rate inside the nuclei of the cell. So you've got 23 pairs of chromosomes, you've got 46 chromosomes in total, you've got a telomer in every, and you've got 92 telomeres in every one of your cells. And it's the shortest telomeres in that cell that will determine whether that cell will continue to divide. It's a little bit like an 18-wheel truck. You can have a tire gauge that says, my average tire pressure for my 18 wheels is 70 PSI or whatever it is. It's fine. But you've actually got one flat tire. And that flat tire is on the right front corner of the truck. And you're going into a turn, the truck turns over. And you go, what the hell? That's because you weren't looking at the individual tire pressures to know that you had one bad tire. So we look at the individual tire pressures. We're looking at the individual telomeres. And it's the shortest telomeres that are going to determine if that cell divides. And you're not going to ever see that in an average. Because an average is only going to give you an overall number that is almost always going to look normal. Now, with respect to why you might get, that doesn't explain necessarily why you get two different results for the same test. You could say, well, that's fine, but the average may not give you anything, but if I do it twice, I should get the same average both times. Well, then you have to go to the actual technology itself. And in the case of quantitative PCR, again, without getting into a quite a technical discussion, it's a difficult essay to perform consistently. And there is going to be in any lab test, any lab test you do, whether it's cholesterol, whether it's glucose, there is always a standard deviation around the test. So if you take the same urine sample or the same blood sample and you analyze it three times in the same lab, in the same morning, you're going to get three different values. The differences should be very small. And for very good labs with very standardized tests, the differences will be really small. But when you move into more cutting edge technologies like telomere measurement, those standard deviations can be larger. And the problem is if the standard deviation becomes large enough, then you don't have any, any, anything that's meaningful. Let me take an example. Imagine a cholesterol test, the standard you know, number for all of our lifetimes around whole cholesterol was 200, 200 milligrams per deciliter of blood. It was considered you know, above that was high, below that was okay. We all now know that there's a lot more complexity to this, and that really is not a very meaningful number. But imagine a test that had a standard deviation of just 10%. So you do the first sample, you get 200. Second sample, 220. Third sample, 180. So between the high and low, you've, a sample, you've got a difference now of over uh, a third, between 220 over 180. So the doctor says, on the one hand, 220, you've got high cholesterol. 180, you're pretty good. What result do you pick? So even with relatively low standard deviations, you can get results that can't be used clinically. In our case, in our essay, we've worked very hard that our standard deviation is typically below 5%, which means we should get consistent results. There's always going to be some difference, difference between one sample and another. White blood cells change. You could get, you know, just your body is consi con consistently producing cells. Maybe you've got a cold. Maybe you're feeling you're a little run down. That affects your white blood cell count. And that could impact a little bit on the results of the test. If you've just got over a cold or you've or, you know, even done a workout or you've had a hard day at work, those things can have a, play a role, but it shouldn't be significant. So if I'm hearing you right, what, what you're saying is using averages for telomere length is not accurate and um, very difficult to reproduce with consistency. And the critically short telomeres are of paramount importance and really the best indicator for where you're going to start reaching a point of, of senescence or a biological age that, uh, that could sort of dovetail into health problems. You got it. 
Okay. And then, um, spot on. What about, what are some of the other recommendations or, um, applications that, that you've seen help? I mean, there's, there's products out there, TA 65, which is like an, uh, I believe it's an extract of astragalus and That's right. correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you could speak a little bit on, you know, whether TA 65 and some of the other supplements that have been linked to telomere length, what's your position on them based on, you know, what you're seeing in the science. And then of course, application in the real world. Yeah. So, so first, just a caveat emptor, you know, we're a laboratory. We don't promote or sell any supplements. So we're completely neutral in that. So we, you know, we're very impartial and, and we do all our testing and give our results and we have no other commercial interest. Having said that, there is a lot of evidence that there are, that astragalus can support telomere elongation by, by creating, by upregulating this enzyme called telomerase, which will repair our telomeres. And telomerase is an enzyme which is normally silent in our bodies, except for in our stem cells, which is why stem cells are so important. That's why stem cell therapies can work. It's because stem cells produce this enzyme telomerase that can lead to the rejuvenation or the proliferation of new somatic tissue. And also telomerase is found in germline cells. Otherwise, babies would be born old because they would have divided their cells so many times by the time they're born, they'd be born as old men. And you may have read or heard about there are very rare diseases like progeria or aplastia anemia, which are unfortunately extremely uncommon, where in fact that happens, uh, where they don't have telomerase in their cells. And then you have cancer. And cancer cells are immortal because they will upregulate by themselves telomerase. And there you want to have therapies that will impede them. So coming back to astragalus, there seems to be a pretty good body of literature out there that astragalus will promote telomerase expression in healthy cells. And of all the companies that are out there, and there are many, you can go on the internet and find many companies, uh, TA65, in my view, is the one that has by far done the most work in trying to provide clinical validation of their supplement. Now, the question is, and they've even published, excuse me, they've even published uh, some peer-reviewed uh, articles about the effectiveness of their supplement. But like, but like with anything, like even with the most well-studied pharmaceutical drug, one thing is a population sample of 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 people tracked over time. And the other thing is the N of one. You know, how will it work for you as an individual? Because maybe you're a fast absorber, you're a slow absorber, or you've got high blood pressure and you take some medication for that and that interferes or cancels out or inter, you know messes with the mechanism of the astragalus. Or you take the astragalus, but then you don't make any improvements to your diet or you've got a hugely stressful life. There's so many factors that are influencing on the aging of a single human being. It's pretty much impossible to tease out whether something would work for a specific individual. So what we say is, look, if you do, if you think about health as like concentric circles, and it, you know you're going to shoot an arrow and you want to hit in the right in the center of that target. At the center of the circle, you've got all the stuff that we all know we ought to be doing consistently: getting some exercise, not being sedentary, keeping good check of our body weight, eating healthy, all that stuff. We already discussed it. Then you move to that second circle standard and well accepted and well documented supplements omega-3 thea you know all the stuff that you've tried talked about a lot on your on your program and you already do and people that work with you do 
And those are well-documented things that you can do and you can buy different quality supplements. You can decide who's got the best omega-3s and how much do I want to spend, but you want to, you want to be doing that, you know, vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin E, all that stuff. Then you've got this third outer circle of, yeah, let's go beyond this. I want to do some stem cell therapies. I want to take some astragalus products. I want to do some oxygen therapies. I want to do the kinds of things you're doing. And my answer is, if you're doing all that basic stuff and you have the energy and pocketbook to go to these outer things, go for it. You know, do your research, do your homework, get informed. But most of these things, you know, they're not going to hurt you, right? Except maybe financially. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but by all means, you know, do it. But if you just think that taking some magic pill is going to fix it, that's, that's, mis- that's a mistaken belief. Absolutely. So you have to have the baseline stuff, nutrition, consistent exercise, you know, where you're, you're building your body up and possibly even your VO2 max. Um, is there, have you seen just because TA 65 is so expensive, that's one of the things that prohibits a lot of people from taking it hundreds yeah. of dollars for, yeah. for it a bottle. Very, it's very expensive. Is there, um, is there another product that you have seen that maybe an alternative for people who are interested in potentially experiencing some of the benefits of astragalus, maybe doing a baseline and then an after with, with a lifelink telomere test, um, that seems promising, but isn't quite so hard on the checkbook. Yeah. I mean, again, if you, if you do some research there, there are, there are now many companies making supplements. I think, uh, you know, coming to mind, I think there's a laboratory called Da Vinci labs. I think they make, uh, an astragalus based supplement. Um, there are, are, there's a company called defy time. Uh, I think they also make us, they make a supplement as well. And there are, there are, there are many others since I don't, we don't, we don't ourselves sell any of these supplements. I don't have in my top of my head, all of the names of all of the companies. And I think you can look and all of them, I think are based on a struggle. So I think TA 65 differentiates itself in that they, they have isolated what they believe is the very active component from the astragalus root. That is the most kind of most potent part of the plant. And they've concentrated that into the capsule. And that is what I understand makes the product, you know, pricey. Uh, but for the, you know, for people who could, can afford it, you know, what's, what's health worth, right? It's, you know, if you don't have your health, what do you have, no matter how much money you have. So there are other products out there that people can definitely can definitely look into, but the thing that they have to think about too, is you always have to be cautious with is you're, you know, you can do your baseline and then you've got to wait, like I said, a year probably to repeat it. Um, and if you're not doing these other things, you know, maybe the supplement you're taking, you know, it's like cholesterol, like, you know, you've got a really high level of cholesterol and your doctor says, I'm going to put you on Lipitor. I'm going to put you on Crestor and you don't change your diet at all you know, the drug is only going to go so far, right? So mm-hmm. if you do it in combination with improved diet, you're going to see a dramatically improved result, presumably. Again, here, a lot of times it's the same thing. And, and even I would say that to some extent, and it's really hard to judge this, there may even be a, like a positive placebo effect in some of these therapies. Because if you're taking a supplement that's costing you $500 a month, you know, you're going to be more conscientious every time you have a meal. Like, you know, I'm spending a lot of money for this, for this, this, this supplement. And I'm going to be more disciplined about going to the gym and working out and doing all those things. And if, if the supplement actually doesn't actually have any biological effect, but it just makes you more conscientious and gets you to be more motivated, that's great too. That works. Yep. 
I, I agree. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day, and it even decreases in inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Do you take any supplements? I do. I take a lot of supplements. <laughs> Me too. I'm curious. What, what are some of your favorites like that you will always have in your rotation? Um, you know, I work here in Madrid with a fantastic doctor who uh, keeps me in check with, I do every, typically every three months, I'll do a full biochemical panel to look at everything. Um, but I think beyond, you know, the, the standard antioxidants and, uh, and omega-3s and multivitamins. I think DHEA is important. And I also do testosterone supplementation, which I think is important. I think the myth that taking testosterone uh, will increase your risk of cancer, I think in my view that's been debunked. And I think that's old school. And I think for, for men in particular, as we get older, you know, testosterone helps maintain muscle mass, help maintain bone density, uh, help maintain, maintains, uh, you know, your, your sexual drive and a lot of other positive things. So not to the point of, you know, bodybuilder levels where it's unhealthy and I don't take any steroids or any other, uh, things like that. But I think those are, those things for me are, are really important. Yeah. And it's also important to differentiate that a lot of the studies showing the negative health ramifications of hormones, we're looking at synthetic variations rather than bioidentical variations exactly. where you're, you're applying the minimum effective dose, you know, a hundred milligrams or 200 milligrams a, a week. Um, yep. I use a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Perfect. Um, Lifestyle shifts, biohacks, things that are going to be a part of your routine from now until uh, in, in, until the end, until we until you transition. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the hardest thing we we touched on it. It's um, 
it's consistency in the lifestyle things that we know we ought to do intellectually. So it's having that being really disciplined in the diet, you know, that's really difficult to maintain, particularly for people who travel a lot, uh, have meals for business, like to be social. That's, that's hard to do consistently because uh, mm-hmm. the temptation is there. So that's something you're always working on. Um, making the time to, you know, get into the gym and, and, and put in the time. And I also tell people a lot of times when, when you, people roll their eyes, when you say, oh, the gym, you know, I hate the gym. It's like, you don't have to go to the gym. You know, being, what I say is you don't be sedentary. That doesn't mean you've got to be like doing bench press and, and, and running on a treadmill. I mean, for a lot of us, that's great. We like it. I like doing those things. I enjoy it. It's not suffering for me to do those things. But for people who don't want to do that, there's lots of other alternative ways to get exercise. So that's something that's really important, making time for it. And the, and the, and the final factor that we've already we've touched on is, is just trying to manage stress because stress is something that's just so hard to control. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're um, just a regular Joe or you're Jeff Bezos, you know, with all the money in the world, he's got stress too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so everybody, you know, it's, it's a different kind of stress. Maybe he's not worrying about, you know, his, his mortgage, but, uh, I'm sure, you know, everybody has at some point to deal with that. And that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, we've mentioned a good amount of biohacks and interventions that can have a positive impact on telomere length and biological aging, but I want to mention one that's, uh, free and actually saves you money and kind of, we, we've touched on it, but I'm curious on best applications from, from your experience. Uh, let's talk about fasting and how fasting can be beneficial for biological aging, slowing all that down and, and keeping your telomeres long and healthy. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of publications and it's been, you know, even as recently as a few days ago, I saw a pretty major article in the New York times about the benefits of intermittent fasting. Uh, I think typically, uh, like uh, 14 to 16 hours, mm-hmm. I think is the period they were suggesting. And it appears that when you do that, um, you clear out a lot of these senescent cells. Uh, it promotes the body's process by which it kind of just rejuvenates and pushes out a lot of the, a lot of the cells that have no longer, no longer support you. Uh, and it also really helps people seem to lose weight over time. Um, you know, even eating regular meals or eating the same amount of calories, but just by having this big break uh, between the meals. So there seems to be a lot of benefits in this, in this area. I'm not an expert in, in intermittent fasting. Perhaps you can comment also on your own views on this, but I think it's something that definitely is playing increasingly a role in a lot of people's lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, we, we use both intermittent fasting for some individuals and then other people who, who do better with consistent feeding starting earlier in the day will suggest a, an 18 to 24 hour fast once a week where you just kind of stop. Let's say you had a big dinner on Saturday night, stop eating after, and then you go until dinner on Sunday. And uh, that gets you a lot of the benefits too. Even if you're eating uh, breakfast, all the other days of the week, and then, and then, possibly integrating a three to five day fast once a quarter, preferably water only, no calories. But if, if certain calories or even ketones are needed as a little bit of a uh, boost or uh, transition until something like a three to five day fast is more feasible, then, then those are okay too. And um, we've seen some pretty good results with that and, and very excited to see some of these before and afters using your life length test because all of our guys are applying these things. So it'll be fun to, to observe the, uh, the changes that are occurring. 
Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to be working with you and having this partnership, especially with people who are so well-informed and educated and disciplined about applying all of these new emerging therapies and technologies to their to themselves. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And and for the listeners who are biohackers themselves and interested in seeing how some of the lifestyle shifts and biohacks and supplementation, uh, nutritional interventions are affecting your biological age, we have set up a discount code where you guys can go to lifelength.com. And I believe it is uh, slash forward slash F-O-R dash individuals. And we've set up a 15% discount code, uh, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. You can enter that. We're, we're ironing out the end date. It's not going to be for perpetuity, but for right now, those of you guys, if you're listening to this, it's, uh, it's end of February 2020, and we're going to try to keep it around for a while for you guys. And then if it uh, happens to be down, you can reach out to LifeLength and maybe they'll be able to make an exception for you. We'll see. That sort of depends on them. No promises here. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for for dropping uh, dropping your wisdom and sharing some of these in the trenches proven and also validated in the scientific literature ways to keep our biological age uh, at or under our chronological age, and then also maintain healthy long telomeres. Yeah. Let me just add, if I may, people Please. can also, if people who are interested in taking advantage of the uh, the discount code, you can also just email us at info at lifelength.com, if that's easier, uh, and we'll get you uh, we'll get you all set up. And for us, it's a pleasure to be, uh, to be featured on the podcast, and we're looking forward to uh, a long and healthy relationship together. Likewise, Steve, is there, are you active on social media or any other places uh, where people can stay up to date on things you're working on, or is the best way for them to do that through lifelength.com? You can follow us on social media. Lifelength has, you know, we've got our, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter pages all set up. And that's where we're always talking about our, our research and our activity. And there's a lot of information on our website. And if you, if people have particular questions or interest, they can reach out to us at that info at lifelength.com email, and we'll be happy to respond and provide them additional information. Beautiful guys, lifelength.com forward slash F O R dash individuals. Discount code is biohacks to save 15% on your telomere test and figure out what percentage of your telomeres are the critically short kind and, uh, and avoid some of the, uh, the, the, the mistakes and miscalculations that can occur from the companies that are relying on averages. Steve, appreciate you dropping by. I know you're a busy man and sharing your wisdom with us today and, and our listeners. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. 
We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc. High cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 